most brilliant commander in the Soviet Navy. Remy has trained most of their officer corps. He's nearly a legend in the submarine community. The most deadly submarine ever built. This thing could park a couple of hundred warheads off Washington. Nobody'd know a thing about it until it was all over. And once more, we play our dangerous game with our old adversaries, the American Navy. His plan is a mystery. A man with your responsibilities reading about the end of the world. Apparently, he has suffered a kind of nervous breakdown in which he announced his intention to fire his missiles on the United States. He wants to help you hunt him down and kill him. Open the outer doors, firing point procedures. We sail into history. I'm going to blow him right to Mars. Ramius might be trying to defect. You're just an analyst. What can you possibly know what goes on in this mine? I'll give you three days to prove your theory correct. I am not field personnel. I am only an analyst. You're perfect. I'm expendable. Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin, James Earl Jones, Scott Glenn, Sam Neill. The Hunt for Red October. Hello, people of Earth. This is the Blockbuster Hall of Fame podcast. Today we are covering 1990's The Hunt for Red October, which is an adaptation of a Tom Clancy book directed by John McTiernan, who famously did Die Hard. And if you if you love thrillers and you love submarines, you're going to love this movie. My name is Ray, and helping me out today, we got Jared and Yorton. And before I let them talk, I just want to say that, yo, this movie was a drastic change. From the Matrix movies that we just cut and watching, man. You had to actually focus more on these movies, <laughs> on this movie than you did with the Matrix movie, which is weird. All right. So basically, we have a super secret. I want to do my best right now to break down the plot. I'll be real quick. Okay. This will be fun. Um, we have a super secret Russian submarine. And the captain and a few of his crew secretly are breaking Russian orders in order to defect to America. But this is during the Cold War, so America doesn't know all this. And they're just ready to attack. Jack Ryan, who's this young CIA agent who really is, hasn't really ever been in the field. He basically writes stuff for the CIA, I think. I don't know. Anyway, he has a hunch that they're defecting, and what we get is a really tense action movie with literally almost no action at all. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, that's fine. A, a, an action movie with little action. I've never sweated more <laughs> without anything happening. All right, I mean, so, yeah, it was pretty intense. I, I yeah, will say that. that it's were a part- <laughs> Very tense movie, I would say that. All right. But yeah, it's not a big action, but tense. The, from the guy who brought you Die Hard, full of explosions, we bring you conversations and submarines. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> hey, hold on. There was that one that one explosion at the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when the alpha blew up. Man. Yeah. There was so, that one explosion. My takeaway was like, this is like the American James Bond without the explosions. And oh, without... this one, the other two are going to be a bit different. Okay. Well, this one, that. it's definitely like if Casino Royale is Bond's first mission, this is definitely, it feels like a Casino Royale type thing for, for Jack Ryan. He's so, first of all, um, what's his name? Um, Alec Baldwin is so young in this. <laughs> and it took me a while to be like, oh, he's not, he's, this isn't a comedy. Okay. He's, yeah. he's, cause I only know him as like an older guy who does comedic stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was, I guess it was kind of cool to see him in a leading man role, be, be, be all serious. Um, so all we're right. going to go from positives? Yeah, we'll go ahead and start with the positives, man. What you got? Uh, number one, hey, I love Sean Connery before. And this is my first, like I will say, <laughs> this is my first time watching this movie. So thank you, Jordan, for making me watch a movie I have never seen. It, it was, for, sorry, I'm going to go off a little bit. Okay. It was always one of those movies that I was like, oh, no, I'll eventually get to it. I'll eventually watch it. Yeah, it's and on the like, list. Yeah, it's on the list. And then <laughs> it's just one of those movies that unfortunately kept getting pushed down the list. And so that's why I said last week, Jordan, thank you for picking the Jack Ryan series because I've only seen one of the Jack Ryan movies. Mm-hmm. So I get to watch four movies for the first time. So thank you. Um, so since this was my first time, Sean Connery was, I will say this, he was just so amazing. He was great in this movie. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> Sean Connery was just head and shoulders above every other actor in this movie. Um, 
I don't know if we're going to go that far, but he was awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I have Sean Connery thoughts, but first, I guess we should go back. Yorton, you chose this movie. What's your history with this movie and the franchise? Uh, for me, it was just one of those first serious movies I, I've watched since I was a little kid that I really got into. And that, I think that's the big thing about it is it felt so real. Like, hey, this could actually happen, even though this didn't happen. And I, I think I just like everyone's part in it. it like, mm-hmm. everyone felt like they had a role to play and they were important and they had interesting things going on you get you and your brother who are, like i've known you guys since i've known your brother since junior high but i've known you since high school you guys have been i remember you talking about this movie in high school yeah so i was like okay well and you guys i mean i went over to your house in high school and i remember seeing all the vhs tapes of bond movies and you guys kind of made me go oh maybe bond is awesome i need to get into this <laughs> so but here's what i know about you you like wartime stories. Mm-hmm. You like military type stuff. You're you you're in the military, so I feel like this is like smart espionage, and it's right up your alley. And I think yes. that is your type of movie. Um, Jared, you probably are like me, where you don't really have a history with Jack Ryan. What's your history with Jack Ryan? Um, I so obviously, if you don't love Harrison Ford, why do you even watch movies? So, <laughs> um, Patriot Games. I love that. Uh, have not seen all of Clear and Prison Danger, only part of it. But so like that. That's why I was kind of like when I watched this one for the first time, I was like, "Huh, this is not a Harrison Ford Jack Ryan movie." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, it's a bit different. It's a bit different." And um, so I just have like pretty much zero history. And I'm I'm actually like I said, I'm glad you wouldn't pick this so I could check a couple movies off the list and that's Dude, honestly what this is that's the whole point of this podcast is yep. it's exciting to watch stuff that's on your list and it kind of forces you to watch stuff yeah um, so this was definitely the number one jack ryan movie on, well outside of clear and present danger to actually watch the complete movie um this was the number number only jack ryan movie on my list and i was just like awesome i got to finally watch it <laughs> so i watched this movie in high school and i was too dumb to understand any of it I didn't know it. I like, honestly, I don't remember a thing about it except for Sean Connery's hair. Um, and then, so. Oh, I got some I, trivia on his hair for the Oh, I do too. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You got it too. Um, but I, this was like watching it for the first time. My history with Jack Ryan was, we have to erase that memory because I don't remember anything about it. I did watch the Ben Affleck movie, The Sum of All Fears. And the only thing I remember is Morgan Freeman and a Baltimore football stadium blowing up. That's all I remember. And then... I did watch the reboot movie that came out with Chris Pine and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I was like, cool. If I'm ever going to get into Jack Ryan, this is a perfect time because it's like his origin story. I really enjoyed it. And they quickly got rid of that franchise. And then I watched the Amazon series, which is one of the best series I've seen in the last few years. I mean, that series, if you haven't seen the Jack Ryan series on Amazon, it's awesome. And actually that series helped me understand some of the characters more in this movie because the same characters are in the in the show and they're just played by different people so i was like oh that's that guy from the show okay i gotta figure <laughs> it out so um cool all right so you were talking about sean connery i agree sean connery was awesome in this movie awesome and then sean i got connery. another positive um james Earl jones never ages that was another <laughs> thing black don't crack uh not at all uh, and I actually like, I mean, it's, it's minute, but I, or two more positives. So the first one is a little bit minute. I love the screen crawl at the beginning. I thought it was yeah. really cool with the, like the, the 1980s, like typewriter sound. I, th- I, I don't know. I just got super nostalgic for that. So I thought that was super cool. It also it made really me really set you in the mood. I yeah, it really that. did. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And like, it made you me know exactly this when this takes place. <laughs> it made me think this was, is like, I was like, is this real? Did this happen? <laughs> and so then I thought, like, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> and then for a very dialogue heavy movie, the dialogue was on point. I actually enjoyed a lot of like the conversations. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and they had a lot of a lot of quotes where you got your hands full on yeah. best quote later. But there were a lot of good ones. As I was going through the movie, I was like, this is the best quote. And then they said another thing. And I'm like, no, this is the best quote. And then they said another <laughs> thing. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm yeah. putting this for Ray. Ray's just going to deal with it. The dialogue was so much better than the Matrix movies. That oh, so much. A <laughs> hundred times better. Uh, it was. It was just... It was a yeah. It was just completely different. Yorton, I'm gonna let you go on your 30 minute rant and all your positive notes on this movie because I know you have a bunch. Well, for me, the big takeaway for me in this movie is just the feeling of pacing, setting the tone, and situational awareness because you're doing so much jumping around in this movie. Yes. But you never feel lost, and the cinematography on that did a great job of setting, letting you know what sub you're on, or if you're on a ship, or whatever settings going on and that's those are probably the, some of the big takeaways um probably one of the things that i really liked is the the famous part about how at first all the russian guys were uh originally in russian and then they switch over to english with a very uh quick a uh, simple trick that yeah, they really zoom in on the mouth and they zoom back out right but what think, they also do that's really interesting with that is the fact that they use a word that's exactly the same in Russian yeah. and in English with Armageddon and then Buckaroo later on than the uh, when they're on the Red October. I didn't notice the Buckaroo part, but I I had I found out in the trivia that you're right. The word Armageddon is the same in in Russian and American, so it was like the perfect word to transition between the yeah. languages. That's pretty cool. Um, anything else before we bounce around? I got some. Um, I really like, I can't talk enough about how much I just like all the actors in this game, in this movie. Oh, yeah. I feel like oh, everyone no. brought their oh, A no. game on oh, this. No. I got one got actor some... I want to call out, but everyone. My, 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 like, my, I have a big negative. Okay. Hold on, the, we'll get there. We'll get there. I have a couple of negatives. Yeah. Um, I thought the title by itself is awesome. The Hunt for Red October. Like, I'm in with the submarine on the poster. I'm in. All right. Yeah, that's why I was like, it's always in the list. I know nothing about this movie, but yeah. based off the name in the poster, it's on the list. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> you don't. Need, yeah, exactly. It's awesome. Um, I have the transition from Russian to English. Um, any scene that showed the submarine in the water was awesome. I was in. I was into I, it. I, all those fake action scenes with the models. I, the models were great. There was like one or two points where I was like, I think that's a model. Was that a real? Like, I didn't know if that was a real. I mean, obviously, it wasn't a real submarine, but it it was believable enough. Well, which uh, parts are you talking about? Because when they're on the surface and you see the Red underwater. October, uh, okay, underwater. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, because that was actually at the naval base when they were on when, they, yeah. when it was surface. Um, I also have the acting and dialogue was excellent. And I like that the defectors throughout this whole movie, you see them communicate with the other defectors on the ship without words because they can't speak about them betraying Russia out loud. Yeah. And so there's a mm -hmm. lot of like eye contact saying like, yo, captain's crazy. You sure are we going to do this right now? But they can't <laughs> say it with words, you know? And so there's like heavy glances like, yo, this is crazy. So I, I thought that acting, you have to have good actors when, when you have to communicate. Oh, and another, words. sorry, sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Another positive was uh, Sean Connery actually as the general, like just the way that he made decisions as decision-making as trying to make sure the ship stayed intact when they were under attack. I just thought that was so ballsy and just like awesome. Everything he did and everybody's like, Hey captain, the, the missile's coming for us. He's like, cool guys. He's like, no captain, the missile's literally <laughs> knocking on the door. What are we going to do? He's like, right, we're fine. He, Don't uh, worry about it. He put a lot of men at risk. I'm just saying he made a lot of questionable decisions. And if you're going to make that decision, Tell the crew what's up so they don't like turn on you. you know, like, trust me. No, sir. You're heading towards a torpedo. Please tell me your plan. You know, I don't know. Um, it's the military for you right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, besides the fact that the directing was awesome, the acting was awesome, the dialogue was awesome, the cinematography was awesome, the story was pretty great. Um, I just like the whole, I just like this made me a fan of submarines again, like a little boy in trains. Like boys love trains, mm -hmm. boys love submarines. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a boy again, and I love submarines. I, <laughs> I, I would be, I don't know. I just it kind of reignited my fascination with submarines and 
just deep water exploration and stuff like that. I don't know. It was cool. I liked it a lot. Anything else before we move on to negatives and then random? We have negatives and random. Random notes. Nothing? Okay. So negatives. Jared, why don't you go and start? Uh, Alec Baldwin. Big negative for me. Bro, no. He was great. Uh, That's Jack Donaghy. So uh, Jack Donaghy cannot play an action star. Um, So (laughs) it's just like one of my favorite... uh, one, my my actually I'm gonna go and say it. My favorite sitcom of all time is Thirty Rock. Um, so uh, Alec Baldwin is essentially the second main character in that show as Jack Donaghy. So every time he's delivering a line, he's delivering it in the same voice that Jack Donaghy talks. So it's just like I get you're trying to be serious, but your like your cadence of how you're speaking is exactly like Jack Donaghy. That's so on you just, though. It takes me so much out of the like of the. You're not a conservative CEO of a Fortune 500 company. You're supposed to be Jack Ryan, like an analyst. I don't know. An analyst, and it's just like, ah, man, this is this is just not good. It's not good casting. And I mean, even like Alec Baldwin's career trajectory, like he's not an action star. That's not him. I just feel like it was woefully not an action movie. It. That's my counter. Uh, It. It. It is. It. So the first hour and a half is not action. The last 30 minutes is just full bore action. All right. So I'm going to defend him real quick. Um, okay. I think you're bringing his, his awesome performance in 30 Rock and you're using <laughs> that against him here. Um, and I get it because that was like your first huge role that you've seen him in. But he's playing like this young kid who is just trying to convince everybody that he knows better. And he, you know, and I thought he did a great job. You know, he was treated as a young punk. And um, he pretty much acted like a young punk. I thought he did a great job. I have no issues with his performance. I actually, okay, I'm going to say something here. Just let me just just go with it for a second. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Harrison Ford is a great movie star. He's not a great actor. I don't think Harrison Ford could play like a young up but upstart you know guys you got to believe me like come on man like i know i know i'm young but you got to believe me like i think this is that i don't think he could have done the role in the same way no and i I agree with you on that one i don't believe um i'm glad he was not cast in that role for this movie or he was attempted to be cast but there's financial disputes um for this role so like this specific role of jack ryan but like obviously the other two castings as jack ryan he did a good job um but no, like Alec Baldwin's just not that guy for it. It's just fine. not that guy. Uh, um, and so, so I just figured out, like, I, I just know they could have gotten somebody better. Well, for me, because you're talking about how he's not an action star. Jack Ryan, while he is in an action movie, he is not supposed to feel or uh, be an action star. He, first and foremost, Jack Ryan should always be an analyst. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, I mean, I get, yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But the way that the movies are portrayed, not, not portrayed where Jack Ryan is like full analyst. So the first part of the movie, he was an analyst, which I did enjoy. But then when he started going in action mode, when he jumped from the helicopter to the submarine, I'm just like, you're Jack Donaghy. <laughs> <laughs> that's on you again. Again, that's on you. Good <laughs> Jack Donaghy. All right, all right, Jordan. Um, do you have any negatives? I got a couple. Uh, uh, nothing that like really bothers me with this movie. I have to say it. Really? Because I got a couple, yeah. and I want you to counteract these. All right. Okay, I'll co- I'll do my best to try to counteract and give a good defense for it. Then slipping on tea was the best excuse Sean Connery could come up with for how this man died. <laughs> Who believes that no shit? Who believes that, that was like, incredible? He uh, slipped on tea and his neck is broken. Like I don't know. Well, remember, all he has to do is just convince the doctor, since all the other officers are uh, with him. I mean, so, he, it was intimidation with him convincing yeah. people. Anyways, it's not even like, hey, he slipped on tea. He, like, ah, he just need to fed them just enough. We're like, okay, I, I'll accept that. It's like, like so much disbelievable. And he's like, and he's like we're not gonna report it. And like, no, it was just intimidation. I'm not so much hating on his character. I'm hating on the screenwriters for like, it's like they gave up. They're like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know. He slipped on tea. 
You know, no, that was like that the down. last thing that they were doing in the movie. We can't think of our reason why. So like, we got to get the, we got to get the movie out. So we got to fill this hole. You know, those sometimes it's just something stupid. You just like look. We knew. Come on, we all made jokes about how clumsy this guy was. He happened to die slipping on tape. Uh, I'm with the right on that one. There's a scene, I don't know the guy's name. I put Russian leader dude. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's the guy who's, t- who, who's like at the embassy. Are you talking uh, about the one at the am- embassy or the one w- that was in Russia where he walks in, yaw, 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 yaw. Okay, Which I think one? it's actually that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's yeah. that guy. Okay, that's the uh, premier defense. So basically like the secretary of defense for Russia. What kind of psychopath drinks hot coffee from a glass? Hot oh, glass? I, I forgot all about that scene. It was you know what? Hot my mom actually does that, by the way. She has who does? My mom has hot coffee. When she wants to go fancy up her coffee, she has a glass for it. Your mom's a wonderful lady. I'm not going to hate on her. But she <laughs> is, should not be drinking coffee from a glass. And also... I, do, I, I serious note, I feel like I know they're speaking English for our benefit, but could they not have an accent, a Russian accent at least? That you know? Russian accent really bothers you? They didn't have one. I feel like at least a lot well, of them didn't have a Russian the crew accent. Had the, the Russian uh, crew had them, and then Sean Connery didn't have a Russian accent. I feel but, like... But Sean Connery is also not Russian he, in the movie. What? No, he's no, Lithuanian. He's, <laughs> Lithuanian. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think so that. he always is a bit of a, should sound a bit different. So yeah, he's, he's Lithuanian, he's, but he's Russian. Lithuanian national. Yeah. With a Scottish accent. Yeah. I don't, I look, I, I don't expect him to do a Russian accent. His Scottish yeah, accent is no, way no, too I thick. But I feel like the other actors didn't have a Scottish or a, a Russian yeah, accent. Yeah. No, I was going to say Sam Neill did a fantastic job because I mean, he had his, he had his, he he's Australian great. for one thing, so, yeah, so <laughs> he definitely did that Australia in the movie. <laughs> so no, I think uh, Sam Neill actually, I forgot to say, mention my positives. I think he did a good job now that you bring him up. And yeah. he definitely had the uh, accent. Yeah. All right, I have one more negative. And then I know you probably have a few more, Jared. I'm sorry. Um, Stellan Skarsgård, a young Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> he was terrible. He was way too, it was, it was just... He was Which overacting was his ass off. He played Captain Tupolev. I don't know. I'm just reading IMDb. But okay. he was just so like, okay. The one in the alpha sub? But then we go. Yep. He was yes, just carrying the actual pool and over the top. I don't know. Uh, but everyone else from Sean Connery I thought was great. I thought Baldwin was good enough. Scott Glenn, who is known to be kind of a, an asshole. He's also a stick in the Daredevil show. He was great. Sam Neill was great. James Earl Jones was great. I have really no issues. Peter Firth was in this. Like, yeah, he was. I mean, it had Jeffrey a good Jones. Cast. It had a really good cast. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey yeah. Jones. Yeah, it had the principal from Ferris uh, Bueller. Ferris Bueller in yeah. <laughs> Didn't it? Okay. I hope I'm not speaking. Isn't he like a pedophile? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I believe so. We just got to say allegedly because we don't know right <laughs> yeah, now. I'm like, I don't know the full details on it. I don't, but, I don't want to give yeah. some removed from... Well, this um, must be before he liked little children. Yes. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and say he did great. Uh, yeah, I don't want us to get it removed from... <laughs> don't cancel him from this movie. Um, Jared, what other negatives do you have? Yeah, he's uh, a good by the way. The one part I did hate is that uh, part of the plot hinged on a 50-50 coin toss from Jack Ryan. It did. And yeah. so I was just like, what if it would take a or, risk, man? No, but it, as it's like, I get it. But a legit coin flip, the movie hinges on a coin flip. What if the coin flip goes the other way? This movie is just like completely different. Red October gets blown out of the water. I mean, it's just movie over credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's just like, I get taking a chance, but just like, when you're I in felt like I felt, like, that, I felt like when it's 50-50, it's too big of a risk to take. And you know, he's an I, idiot for doing that. He got so lucky. What's up, Jordan? Sorry. Yeah. I was like, sometimes when you don't know quite what to do, sometimes you just have to roll the dice, I feel like. I mean, like you're situations not. Like, you are literally rolling. You still always even I mean, better than rolling you're, the you're, dice. You're, not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. I get it. But it's just like. For this movie to be this like, pe- like paced the way it was, so intense, so like heavy on thriller, 
to just come down to a 50 50 coin toss it's just like i was like huh <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty <laughs> yeah. but i mean direct i don't know that like stuff like that it can bug me a lot if the movie around that scene isn't very good but i felt like the movie was good enough around that scene to where i was like all right i get it you gotta go with it shoot your shot bro you know yeah all right i got some random notes here if you guys have some random notes just go ahead and say them um the opening scene awakened a new fear in me i did not know i had before and that is the thought of being on top of the submarine when they're like cleaning it off the conning and it starts it starts submerging (laughs) i'm like what if it just submerges you're not in there like oh my god you're in the middle of the ocean i don't know man that freaked me out um What else? You guys have anything random that you took down? Anything you want to bring out? Um, it, it was so funny. As I was taking notes, I was like, um, Jack Ryan is the coolest dad ever. But then he gets on the airplane and is talking to the stewardess about turbulence. And he's just such a smug dick about it. And I'm just like, literally, as I'm typing in, oh, I think Jack is the best dad ever. Yeah. He has that quip about turbulence. And I'm just like, Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> Jack Ryan is an asshole. He, um, it, well, in the books, he's very much like super analyst, and sometimes he has trouble getting along with people because he's very analytical. Like that's that. my take. Is he was just kind of like no I mean, on the spectrum right. almost. You're, you're right, <laughs> like he was, but it was just. I'm just saying. For me, it was just hilarious. Yeah, it's just funny because it's like, oh, that's some interesting character quirks that the guy has. So There's a little it, bit of Dwight in him. The the scene literally right before the airplane was him talking to his daughter. I'm gonna get you another brother, you know, another stuffed bear for your friend, and it was just a heartwarming scene. And then <laughs> hard transition to what you don't know about turbulence, you dumb dumb. <laughs> um, did you guys notice that there was like essential essentially zero women in this movie? His wife had like one line in the very beginning. And then the airplane stewards at the end. Well, I mean, it, it is the, no women. The U.S. Navy in the nineteen early nineteen nineties. <laughs> where I'm, do you want women to go? In just saying that this, if this movie was made today, it's a different movie. Yes, I understand, but yeah. it's also in the nineteen early nineteen nineties, and women definitely still don't serve on submarines at, the, yeah. at this moment. You do have them on the aircraft carriers, so you could see them as a the helicopter pilot or something. I'm not, not hating really on the movie or anything. I've just, it was just noticeable. An, was like, another no random movie. thought. Go ahead. It's, I, I mean, it is a positive because I found it really funny, but the Pavarotti story was just hilarious. I was actually, story. when he was talking about, uh, he, they overheard him because he was seeing Pavarotti from his ship. Oh, okay. I don't remember. When the when crew they- was singing? Oh no! They were telling a story. It essentially alluded. Oh, yes. It alluded to the plot That's point right. of them singing earlier, later in the movie. So um, I forget his name. The Jonesy, the, the sonar guy. Yeah, the Jonesy, the sonar guy yeah. was. Uh, they so a, a rival ship when he first started found him because he was on a ship singing Pavarotti at the top of his lungs. And so yeah. he's telling the story and I'm like, that's hilarious. That can never happen. And then literally like 20 minutes later. They hear the Red October singing uh, Russian mm-hmm. like war hymn or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, it, it was just foreshadowing. So yeah. I thought that was actually pretty cool. Is Jonesy the, the black guy? Yes. Okay. So when guy. he first started talking, they didn't show his face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel <laughs> L. <laughs> Jackson's this movie? Oh, no. It sounded Rick, just like him. And then he turned gonna, out, I was like, okay, it's not. We're going to get canceled, guys. No, I thought it was. <laughs> and then you <laughs> see him, like, oh, that's not Samuel L. Jackson. But he was great in the movie. Um, Cancel yeah. culture is about to come for us. Um, He's actually why. my favorite in the movie is Jones. Yeah, he was great. He was so, like, focused. You yeah. Know? Just, like, he was so in tune with the sounds. Um, Okay. We're going to move on to the categories. Let's talk about the best scene in the movie. If you guys have a scene that did not make the list, speak up. Okay. We have Jack Ryan's slideshow scene. Scene. I can't speak again. The slideshow uh, slide scene. So he's in this meeting room with all the CIA heads and he has to like, they're like, by the way, you're presenting. He's like, what the hell? She's like, yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, we got the slides for you. I thought that was really cool how everyone's just like, who are you? 
why are you talking to us? All this information, you don't know anything. And then he just has to like stick up for himself. And he kind of like, he has a few lines where he just like puts people in their place mm -hmm. without like being a dick about it. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, any more thoughts on that scene before I move on? Uh, no, I just enjoyed it. I'm just going to yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. I like the, the defectors getting dinner together when they have to kick um, Tim Curry out of the room. <laughs> like telling that story they're like dude get this kid out of here so we can talk about it um and they're just like that one guy's like we're gonna get caught we're gonna why'd you why'd you why'd you send that letter to the the prime or whatever the russian dude um yeah. that was a great scene i thought and he's just sean connor's just so calm like yeah i kind of told the russian guy that this is what we're doing so <laughs> we're, we can't really turn back now <laughs> just so calm about it um jack ryan and the horrible turbulence um that not the first time i'm talking about the time oh, you're talking when, when they're going, out, going on the aircraft carrier yeah he's going the to the aircraft E3. carrier and that guy's just like <laughs> giving him that whole speech yeah man this is not good at all man one time i did this <laughs> talking about vomiting all over the yeah, he's like, jack ryan just wants to say shut up um just a moment crazy. can you imagine kyle being the same way i i picture kyle being very similar to like some Our buddy kyle guy yeah <laughs> definitely um he works on a military aircraft like that <laughs> I thought the scene with the Russian sub navigating that tight passage at high speed, was it the Thor's twins or something? Thor twins, yes. That was pretty tense and pretty cool. Where you just, there's no visual to go off of it except for the chart that you're, you're drawing on hand pretty much, your pathway through. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, okay, now turn. It's all based on feel almost. I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was cool. Especially the, outer, the, uh, the shots that are underwater of the submarine. I mean, I don't know how they did that. They just, because obviously it's a model submarine, but they had to build like which ones are you talking fake about? tunnels and fake rocks and stuff. Oh yeah, they had like like a huge, huge uh, spaces for these uh, model shots that they were doing because these models are like eight, ten meters long or something. They're huge. Goodness. Um, I have the torpedo scene, the one of the first ones. I think it's in the Thor's twenty eight, eight to ten feet. I don't know why I said meters. What? Uh, sorry. Whatever. Um, the, yeah, the torpedo scene where they have to like go faster and then make a harsh turn to have the torpedo wreck into the rocks or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. I thought it was really good, really tense. Um, I have the scene where the U.S. sub was trailing the Russian sub, and they came close to rear-ending it. Right, because he did that maneuver to see if anyone's the crazy him. Ivan. Yeah, crazy yes. Ivan. Um, another. Right, I got two more scenes. Um, the two subs having to communicate. Right, but it's like all in code mm -hmm. because they can't like reveal the Russian sub at least can't reveal like yeah I'm trying to defect right, um, and so it's all by like Morse code and stuff like that. Um, it's also just a really tense scene. That's the 50-50 scene that Jared was talking about. And then we also have the end where both sides meet in the Russian sub and they're just standing at different sides looking at each other like, um, who's going to shoot? Who's going to talk? What's going on here? Did I leave anything out? Uh, for me, uh, one of my favorite scenes is the whole uh, when the alphas, uh, Soviet alpha subs going after the Red October and then the Dallas comes in right next to the hub oh, yeah. right October and uh, decoys the uh, the torpedo. Mm -hmm. That that to me is like the best scene in the movie for me, okay. action-wise and everything. I How about you, Jared? Um, I like yours, but I will add um, when he's going head on with the, the torpedo, and the torpedo hits, but it doesn't detonate because it wasn't active yet. Yeah. And just that entire scene leading up to that sequence was just like, Captain, we're, we're Captain, Captain, <laughs> the Captain, Captain, the torpedo is right there. And then he has that conversation that's like, there's 20 seconds left. He's like, you wrote a book, right? Yeah. And I just thought that was so hilarious. Um, sir, 10 seconds left. No, no. What's the name of that book? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think it's I'm, Max Fox's book. Yeah. Doing that. I'm combining that scene with the start of it where they both meet in the submarine together. 
both okay. sides. And so we'll combine that. And I think that's the, that's the scene of the movie in my mind. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's for like, that's for me as well. Just that entire sequence from when they first meet to leading up to that. And it's just, I just think that's impactful. And um, this movie was a bit of a slow burn for me, but like that was, that was worth it. That was the payoff that was worth it when they finally meet on the red October. Yeah. So, okay. You just reminded me that it, that scene, I didn't know it at the time when I was watching it, but you're right. It's that moment where you get these two sides who've been kind of secretly going at it the whole time in one way or another. And then they finally meet in the end, you know, it's the first time mm-hmm. they meet. And so yeah. it's a big scene. And it honestly, it reminds me, this is a hard comparison, but if you've seen the movie goon, the <laughs> hockey movie, yes, where the goon, I don't know his name. I forget his name, but the main character meets, he finally meets the big bad from goon. <laughs> the other goon. Yeah. And like they've been waiting for the showdown to happen the whole time and they finally meet and it's just this big moment and they just start fighting right away. I don't know. I liked it. Um, so that's the winner. Okay. Here's, I, I, I promise you, I left line the uh, best quote. I left quotes off this because if you have one you want to throw in here, please throw it in. But there are so many that, I know I left some off. Okay. I have, I will live in Montana and I will marry a round American woman and raise rabbits and she will cook them for me. And I will have a pickup truck, maybe even a recreational vehicle and drive from state to state. Do they let you do that? That's a great <laughs> no um, papers. <laughs> hey, Ryan, be careful what you shoot at. Most things in here don't react too well to bullets. And then a bullet whizzes by and he goes, I have to be careful what I shoot at. That was a good scene. <laughs> um, What's the matter, Commander? You don't like flying, huh? Oh, this is nothing. You should have been with us five, six months ago. Whoa, you talk about puke. We ran into a hellstorm over the Sea of Japan. Everybody's wrenching their guts out. The pilot shot his lunch all over the windshield, and I barfed under the radio, shorted it out completely. And it wasn't that lightweight stuff either. It was that chunky industrial weight puke. Then he hands him a chocolate bar. Hey, you want to fight? That was a great <laughs> scene. That was a great quote. Um, and I think this is my nominee here. Hey. I think someone just shot a torpedo at us. No shit, Buckwheat. Now get the <laughs> hell out of here. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. Did I leave any off? Uh, I, I definitely got to go with um, James Earl Jones saying, Mother of God. And it's just James Earl Jones delivering that line in the most James yeah. Earl Jones way. I was just like, this is not the best like quote or line, but it's just like James Earl Jones saying mother of god you want to like soundbite it right yeah and i just like so for me i mean it's not not the best line but it's like the most clippable line from yeah the it's movie. definitely you could <laughs> make a prank call or something with it for sure like a soundboard yeah jordan what do you got uh i've got two that i want to talk about real quick uh one of them was with the scene i was talking about when uh the dallas and the red october and they, they decoyed the uh the torpedo and the uh, exo on the dallas goes fly big d fly (laughs) (laughs) they blow all the the tanks that's a good one too yeah and the other one that i just like personally because it just to me really showed the uh character and how knowledgeable he was with his equipment and everything was when uh jonesy when he's giving his big speech to the captain on how he figured out about the Red October. And he says about uh, the how the uh, s- computer made it sound, or figured it was uh, a whale. seismic activity or magnet displacement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, this used to be uh, used for uh, geological studies. So I think it w- went back home to mama <laughs> and <laughs> reported back as geological studies. And that just shows like him understanding that the base code of how the program works and that, that if it doesn't know what it's going to do it's going to default to the yeah. geograph or geology studies i'm just saying uh, if i'm drunk i'm now going to be shouting no shit but wheat <laughs> over and over again i'm just saying like that's the yeah. one i'm going to leave the movie saying with yeah like, no i i gotta agree with Larry because when they shot the torpedo at him it was like yeah no shit captain obvious <laughs> <laughs> And so no I shit, think, buckwheat. 
Yeah, no, I just that, think that it, is a good one. I like. Yeah, that I just, I, yeah, I gotta agree with you on that one. That one was it just makes like, me laugh every time. I'm honestly gonna <laughs> then, then, then he's like, "What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go?" Yeah, you're in charge now. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna YouTube that scene when this podcast is over. No shit, tell <laughs> All right, it's MVP time. If you have any nominees that aren't on the list, shout them out. I have Sean Connery. Easy choice, right? Yeah. I have Sean Connery's wig. <laughs> he was fantastic, this movie. He was great. He's looking good. No, him and the, uh, what is it, Papushka at the beginning? I don't know what those hats are called. Yeah, um, the big furry winter Russian hat. Yeah, the, him, the hat to add the hat there, because that was just fantastic. <laughs> add that to the MVP. I think his wig, honestly, is a strong contender. I'm not even joking. It looked great. Alec Baldwin is on the list, although no, no. I don't think he's going to win. He's just got to throw him on there. You know, it's like at the Oscars, they always give you that one movie. It's like when they throw a Marvel movie in there, it's like, all right, you don't, you, we know it's not going to win. You're just doing it to please fans. Um, Submarines is my last nominee. Ooh. Submarines is a huge. Ooh. I mean, that, I mean, I got some trivia about. The Navy in this movie, I'm going to get to, but I mean, this movie maybe I submarines all MVP over again. When you brought up about submarines, man, I mean, submarines are cool as shit. Yeah, so yeah. Weird. All right, I want to say it now. The, right. the Dallas, the Dallas is my MVP for the movie. Uh, is that one of the submarines? <laughs> That's the U.S. Yeah. sub. Okay. I'm going to say this: I was yeah. never a sub guy before the movie. I didn't really too much. I was like subs are just subs but, are cool, uh, man. They're they're, they're whatever. <laughs> they're um, they're in trains, so it's just whatever. Cool subs, <laughs> but then after watching this movie, I'm just like, you know, you what? get it. You know what? Subs are cool. I'm coming around on subs. <laughs> Is it, all right, do we have any nominees, or are we just gonna give it to submarines? No, we're just gonna give it to subs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it actually made me like. I, I was going to go with Jonesy, but then you said about the submarines. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I like for me the Dallas. I love the Dallas ever since then. This that. movie did for submarines what Top Gun did to you know <laughs> the Air Force planes. Oh no, going. that's actually the that's a very good comparison because you're 100 percent right. All right, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. I know Jared, you you have a few, right? Oh no, I uh, my uh, no. No, zero questions. My biggest question, my only question, are you supposed to be smoking in a submarine? It doesn't seem safe. It's a Russian submarine. (laughs) 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 Rules don't apply on Russia. Your mother Russia, we smoke. You wouldn't say that with zero hesitation. (laughs) It's a Russian submarine. Like, what are we talking about, guys? (laughs) You don't know the rules of a Russian submarine? But it's not just just a Russian submarine. It's... It's like the most technologically advanced. You'd think they'd take a little care. But you're right. It's Russia. Who? <laughs> it's, it's Mother Russia. <laughs> I do like that uh, Jack Ryan's like, I don't smoke. And then later in the movie, he takes that cigarette. And he's yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in those Russian cigarettes, I always hear. They are like the nastiest of nasty cigarettes. Too. I want to try it. I don't even smoke. But I, I would try one. <laughs> All right. Off my lungs up for a yeah. year. <laughs> Soviet Union air cigarettes. All I'm going to say is probably not going to be some of the finest stuff. Well, I'm not going to. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Give it to me. All okay. right. Trivia time. Um, after the release of the novel, The Hunt for Red October, some members of Congress contacted the CIA demanding to know why the Russians had invented a caterpillar drive before the U.S. <laughs> and then as a result of research, the caterpillar drive is completely fiction. So it fooled, it fooled us. Um, to help the audience quickly grasp which subs interior they were seeing as the movie jumped from scene to scene and sub to sub, the filmmakers created a subtle lighting scheme, blue for Red October, green for Alpha Class, whatever, and red for Dallas. I didn't notice that. Did y'all notice that? Mm-hmm. I did not. Nope. But I've seen it through several times, so it's stuff that you pick up later. I mean, I just picked it up because of the actors. I didn't. Really yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah, I, but no, like once I read that, I was like, "Huh, there were always different lightings." Because I read this review after the movie. It's like the Matrix, you know. It's kind of green in the Matrix and blue in the real world. Um, Navy recruiters set up booths 
and some theater lobbies for people to sign up to join the service or at least look into it. The Pentagon hoped that this movie would do for submarine service what Top Gun did for naval aviation. Um, the underwater model for the Red October has never been in the water. The effect mm -hmm. was achieved using smoke on the, quote, underwater set and a few digital touch-ups. The sub was hung by 12 wires from an overhead grid, which gave the ability to tilt and turn the model as needed. That is awesome filmmaking. Yep. I feel like today, or like George Lucas would just be a giant CGI thing that, and everything would just be fake. But I'm glad they, I, I just love great effects that are physical and tangible and it looks real. Um, all right, so Alec Baldwin accepted the role of Jack Ryan because Harrison Ford turned it down. Cast member Sam Neill also benefited from Ford's refusal three years later by being cast in the lead role of Jurassic Park. Interesting. Interestingly, Baldwin asked for a big pay increase for Patriot Games, the next movie, and the producers allegedly replied, for that price, we could just get Harrison Ford. <laughs> and Baldwin held his ground, and the studio agreed to the fee, but for Harrison Ford instead. So that's how he lost the role. Yeah. Um, the last one I have is... It's long, but it's about the wig, and it's fucking fantastic. All right. After consulting with the wardrobe and makeup departments behind the director's back, Sean Connery arrived on set for his first day of shoots with his hairpiece incorporating a ponytail. Several years later, after Connery's potential influence had greatly waned, McTiernan stated in an interview with a magazine that he was fucking livid with Connery and that the Scottish actor tried to use his considerable heft with the studio going over the director's head and past the alteration with producers. It seemed as though Connery was going to get his way until midway through the second day shooting when the director of photography started laughing while looking at some of the dailies, remarking that to Connery that his ponytail looked like a limp swinging dick. <laughs> this soon became a meme among the crew and having makeup removed the alteration and forcing the reshoot of a key scene. The director joked that the reported cost of the hairpiece, approximately $20,000, was mainly down to the cost of the subsequent, uh, subsequent reshoots and that the hair scene in the final, final movie was merely a $10 bargain from a thrift shop. So, <laughs> holy crap. So the wig itself did not cost $20,000. The wig cost the movie $20,000. So because they had to redo all that reshooting. Uh, uh, right. I got to... Uh, okay. You're done? Okay, because I just want to talk about some more with their practical effects and everything. So for when you saw the Red October on the surface, they actually built like an actual, like off of a barge, mm -hmm. the whole piece of the top of the Red October. And because they only could use it in flat waters. So that scene where you see all the crew uh, getting rescued and everything, they have fire hoses from sh uh, ships off screen shooting so it feels like there's a lot of mist and uh wave action and everything going on oh that's crazy if the other thing is the dallas uh when you see the dallas on the surface uh the dallas at that moment was actually uh running uh missions and stuff so they actually used the uss houston for <laughs> the shots for the dallas god you know so much you know the names of all these submarines i'm just like the big one that turned quickly so it's crazy how much you know about this stuff. Um, Jared, do you have any? Uh, no, I was just going to talk about the wig because I thought the hair piece looked fantastic. It was great. <laughs> it was great. It was really good. No, I just, um, no, I just thought it was, you know, the movie was slower paced. It was a slower paced that. movie. It's a yeah. dialogue heavy uh, for sure. A dialogue heavy movie. Didn't like Jack Donaghy as the uh, <laughs> hero. But ultimately, like even with us talking about it, I'm starting to like it a bit more. So I'll be honest uh, with us having this dialogue around it because, I mean, it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, my biggest gripe, my biggest two gripes are again, are, is that 50 50 uh, and Jack Donaghy. But outside of that, Give me that hairpiece. Inject that hairpiece in my vein. Um, <laughs> man, I was going to say, um, I feel like, to Jared's point, there could have been like a 10-minute action scene in the middle of this movie just to kind of like wake the audience up a little bit. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not hating on it, though. I, I like this movie a lot. All right. So if we're done with trivia, 
we're going to move on to hottest takes. Okay. So what do you guys think this movie got on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, I'm going to say 70. Ooh, Yorton was close. It's 89 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much a 90. I mean, we're one point away. What do you think the audience gave it? I'll give the audience, let's go 80. Yeah, i go with 80. 88. 88, okay. So it's right there with the critics. Um, yeah. All right, so I have four. So it's overwhelmingly positive, right? So yeah. I took four negative reviews that I think are hot takes. Um, David Kerr of the Chicago Tribune says, Red October is an idealized, dreamy fantasy of life in the business world, harmless as an airplane reading, a bit dull on the big screen. So he thought it was just like a trashy novel brought to film. Which I disagree with. What do y'all think? Yeah, no, I disagree with that. I mean, even if you didn't like the story, you got to appreciate the acting, the dialogue, the cinematography. There's so many things yeah. to appreciate about the movie. The practical effects, you know? I mean, yeah, like you said, there's a lot to appreciate. And now that, like like I said, I changed my opinion as we're talking more about it. Because <laughs> there's so much. No, you're right. Because yeah. there's so much to appreciate of the yeah. movie. And my two biggest gripes, I just let, like, kill the movie for me. But as we discuss it, there's... The practical effects alone are just worth like giving it an 80. Yeah. Um, TV Guide said, in spite of the high level of talent on board at the helm, The Hunt for Red October is a heavy duty mediocrity, um, sluggish, unwieldy, and instantly forgettable. I don't know about instantly forgettable. <laughs> Um, I mean, were we looking at the same hairpiece? Because I'm not going to forget that. <laughs> <anytime soon. laughs> Nothing about his performance was forgettable. No. Uh, Ray, I feel like if you make a cover for uh, this show, for the Red October, you need to have the hunt for October and the wig piece on top of the contract. <laughs> I wish I was good enough to like just Photoshop her faces onto the posters. Okay. <laughs> That'd be great. you like... I'll give like me the hairpiece or something. Just for, um, no, right. replace it. Replace your beard with the hairpiece. <laughs> Jonathan Rosenbaum, who we brought up during the first Matrix, he's he's the one during the first Matrix who said, "There's not much humor to keep it all alive." Um, by the final stretch, it's become bloated and tiresome. So he just he's the old man yelling at the sky. And y'all, <laughs> you need to look at his picture. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look up Jonathan Rosenbaum. He is definitely old man yelling at Sky. He said of this movie, the film mechanically uses the cross-cutting technique made famous by Kubrick's Dr. Strangelove without any of its wit or focused energy. I don't even know how to respond to that, to be honest with you. I feel like he wanted a different movie, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Why, like, why are you focusing on that technique? I don't want to get it. Um, and then the last one I have is Vincent Canby of the New York Times said the movie is finally... Never very convincing. Even the special effects aren't great. For 1990, yeah, like, I thought it was pretty damn good. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's no special effects that really take me out of the movie. I can no, think there's of none. It's like, I mean, it's pretty clear the torpedoes are fake, but I mean, they're disguised in the water. It's not like <laughs> it's real life. You can't really see that far in the ocean for most part. <laughs> not like what's that? The y'all ever seen Resident Evil? The the movie. Mm-hmm. terrible yes. movie yes when the when the liquors come out and they're like i don't know it's not okay i'll say that it's not like the matrix cut scenes where it's like noticeably like does not fit in that world you know like everything kind of it works well together um roger ebert he is i took the last paragraph he wrote for this right now roger ebert is in agreement with us 100 percent on all our movies <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, he says, The Hunt for Red October is skillful. It's an efficient film that evolves us in a clever and deceptive game being played by Ramius and in the best efforts of those on both sides to figure out what he plans to do with the submarine and how he plans to do it. The movie is constructed so we can figure, out, figure that out along with everybody else, and that leaves a lot of surprises for the conclusion, which is quite satisfactory, suspenseful. So I agree with that. All right. Moment of truth, y'all. Actually, no. Would you recommend this movie? Would you recommend this movie to someone who hasn't seen it, Jordan? Yes, because how many times have I recommended for you to go see this movie? That's true. Yeah, I'm living that. Truth <laughs> hey, you need to you need to go check out this Jack Ryan. Yeah, and you were very high in the show too. Like you were like, guys, I don't have y'all seen Jack Ryan? Am I? Why am I the only one who's seen this? You want you wanted someone to talk to about it? I yeah. Can tell. <laughs> Jared, how about you? 
Um, like you can I be said, honest. I'm, 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 based on like just for my podcast, I'm back oh. around. Yeah, I'm recommending. Oh. Okay, because cool. um, as uh, Phil, even before like my roommate Phil, I was talking to him about the movie before we started recording. I'm like, nah, I'm out on that movie. And then like now, as we're talking about it, I'm just like, ah, actually, I'll go back and recommend it to Phil. <laughs> okay. Um, how would you how would you describe the movie? Like if you're trying to sell it to someone, what would you say? Uh I just say it's a slower paced, dialogue heavy thriller that the payoff at the end is worth it with very go. good uh practical effects along the way. Yeah, it definitely nails the ending. Yeah. So I mean oh. it sticks it, it sticks the landing. So yeah. like I said, part of my biggest issue was the slower was the slow burn pacing um throughout the movie, but like at the end the payoff was worth it and then like as we're talking on this conversation about like all the other stuff that go that's in the movie is just like kind of makes this a little burn a little bit more worth it i would recommend this movie to anyone over 30 because i feel like <laughs> everyone under 30 doesn't have the attention span for this movie so this is another thing that i wanted to bring up how old are you this is a dad movie Okay. This is a dead, okay. This yeah. is a dead. It is. It definitely movie. is. I mean, Sean Connery's in it. <laughs> so it's just the ultimate dad movie. And like me, I don't too much go for dad movies. Oh yeah, I love a good dad movie. <laughs> but this is this is one of the quintessential dad movies. Like between this and Top Gun, dad movies. <laughs> okay, I feel like we need to have a special episode where we break down our top five dad movies. That, yeah, that'll have to be a different episode. That'll have to be a second episode during the week. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean, <laughs> I, I'm serious. I want to do dad movies. That'd be fun. Um, I would recommend it. Yeah, to anyone over 30 or anyone who is just is younger and has appreciation for solar paced films and wants to get into it. But if, no, I mean, I'm just recommending to anybody. Like, forget it. Forget age. Like, it's a, we should, it, it should be on I'm everyone's right. list. I don't think I would recommend it to females. I don't think they're going to enjoy this. I mean, obviously there's some out there, but there's no female representation. It's just a bunch of dudes talking <laughs> about war. And like, I just don't think they're going to enjoy it. Actually, I would not recommend to any 30 Rock fans either. <laughs> as, a 30 a 30, as a 30 Rock fan, not recommending this to other 30 Rock fans. It's going to distract you just too much. <laughs> Jordan, is this qualify for a Blockbuster Hall of Fame? Yes, I will say it would qualify. So this is a movie you would... If you, I've, I've lost if, count of how many times I've seen this movie, to be clear. Have you it's checked definitely. it? Okay, so this is a movie you would check out multiple times from Blockbuster? Yes, this is a movie I've seen tons of times. Okay. I want the, to... the, and I, uh, just to get back on the recommendations and everything, okay. I, I was really curious how you guys like it, because I do understand of it being a slower burn and i know it's not for everybody but it's also a dialogue movie you guys both seem to enjoy good dialogue if if you're on your phone and you're in and out of this movie oh no, i can no. enjoy it but if you really sit down and carve out the two hours you, you'll enjoy it yeah. right for me i i really like this movie i'm excited to keep going but i'm not going to keep checking it out at blockbuster no, it's not fine. my hall of fame so uh, i mean doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's it's an awesome movie. It just doesn't have enough of the rewatch. Of, like, I would watch this movie once every few years, not like more than once a year. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Oh, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um. All right, Jared. The pressure's on you. <laughs> uh, well, looks like we're still only one movie's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> only, yeah. only one movie's in the Hall of Fame. But I will say, I I... I want more submarine movies in my life. I will say, though, I'm curious uh, your response to the next two movies there, Ray, since you haven't seen either one of them. And it is a bit oh. different type of movie for oh, it. No, and it's no. Harrison Ford. I mean, I'm going to go ahead, Like, I'm going to call the shot. One of the next two are definitely going to make it in. Okay. Okay. Well, here's what I... I didn't talk about this earlier, but I, I love... Like, like Jared said, the typing at the beginning of the movie sets the mm -hmm. tone. And also, I just... There's something... There's some kind of filter. I don't know what it is about 80s movies and 90s movies, early 90s movies, where you, you instantly know you're watching a movie from that time period without having seen an actor. And you're like, oh, 
I'm our, for me, it's just like this home, this welcoming like <laughs> I'm at home feeling, you know, it's like, ah, oh, turn on the VCR, make sure you have tape rewound. Let's go. Ray, you know, Ray, so, you're what? so a dad. I am a dad, definitely I a dad. <laughs> it, it's my happy place. And so I really like that. And so I know seeing a young Harrison Ford, that same filter is going to be on and I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be really good. So what's next? Clear and present danger. Yes. Oh no. Uh, Patriot, Patriot games. games. Patriot, Patriot games, games is next. Next. Which okay. this one should be interesting because it's about a subject that really we don't talk about that much in the United States. So it should be rather interesting. What is it about? Uh, the IRA. Uh, the uh, basically uh, Ireland's uh, Northern Ireland's terrorist group uh, trying going after Jack Ryan after a failed attempt on the king. So it's not about the individual re retirement account. Because <laughs> when I typed IRA, that's what came up. <laughs> so. the, the Roth IRA. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. So, hey, y'all, uh, next week we'll be talking about Patriot Games, which is also, I'm going to say, great title. These movies are two for two with titles. I'm just saying. <laughs> Patriot Games sounds fantastic. And Jack Ryan's been replaced, or what's his name? been replaced but with Alec Baldwin uh, been replaced by Harrison Ford. Yeah, and so, uh, Jack Donaghy's out for Han Solo. So <laughs> we're good. And we keep uh, James Earl Jones for the next two movies. So you'll see him still. Cool. Some continuity. All right, y'all. So next week we'll be back with that movie. Until then, y'all take care. All right.